0: So glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Friday, February 25th, 2022, and boy, did I have a ton of fun last night playing the Sentinels Comics RPG with our gaming group. And you're going to be able to hear that this weekend, uh, be on the lookout for it, maybe later tonight, if not tomorrow, early on Saturday. Uh, I am going to dump out the audio for that. We did record it. When we recorded it, was a little unsure if I was going to be releasing it, but uh, when all was said and done, it, it was a lot of fun and I think you guys may have some fun, especially if you've never really listened to or, or played um, a tabletop RPG like Dungeons and Dragons or anything, I think you'll find this one uh, to be a lot of fun because it is superhero based and um, you can kind of see just, just the fun that we had while playing it and just uh, you know, kind of how just out of control uh, the battle started to get. So it, it was a ton of fun, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but before we get rolling here on the show, a little bit of housekeeping here as always, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course you can Always email the show at the life at gmail.com. Now like I said, we had the game last night and uh, it was my first experience uh, being a GM and I think I put up on Twitter in over 25 years but the more I'm thinking about it, I mean we're, we're close to probably 30 years it's been since I actually ran either as a DM or a GM, one of these tabletop games I mean I talked last year uh, when I was kind of getting into wanting to play these again and getting in that I just hadn't played at all since middle school and specifically running one of these games I mean it has been so long but over this past year I've really kind of gotten kind of involved in just listening to a lot of podcasts you know kind of people playing um, which is which is great which you know it's kind of funny it kind of fills that niche of like like what an audiobook does for people that like audiobooks uh, like myself it's just a story being told. You know, it's not about the dice rolls and all that. It's about the people themselves creating the story as they go along. And that's what the cool thing about this Sentinel Comics RPG is, is you're you're quite literally writing a comic book. I mean, that's how the game works. Um, so you got myself, uh, Neelius and Matt Clark, who are two of the Discord members, who many of you probably know if you listen to the, the patron episodes. And um, we just roll through this, uh, you know, superhero story with a group called the Freedom Five. There are two members of this group. And this is only issue one. This is uh, one of a six-part issue. So over the next six weeks, we're going to be kind of pushing these out to you. Um, and it was great. You know, we we used um, D&D Beyond, which uh, Dungeons & Dragons has a uh, kind of a digital tabletop that you can use for free. You can actually pay some money and, and do some more bells and whistles. But we actually used it for our dice rolls. So we kind of had that window open. And so whenever we rolled, we weren't actually rolling physical dice. As much fun as it is, it's also fun to respond to seeing those dice rolls together. So by kind of doing it online, we're all able to see it. And there were a couple moments when, you know, the dice kind of rolled a little bit too much in my favor, I think. And uh, some of those reactions were a lot of fun. And um, it was great. I mean, you know, I I was kind of unsure. I was nervous about it all week. Uh, I kind of joked that I, um, well, it's not really a joke, but I mean, I was quite literally in my car throughout the week, like talking out loud to myself. It's one one of the things I always tell people if you ever want to be a podcaster, to practice and that's pretty much what I did with with my GMing was like okay well here I know I knew the story that I wanted to tell or that was going to be told in this first issue and so I was practicing kind of the the intro and you know introducing some of the the uh, lieutenants and minions that were going to be involved and so it was kind of cool you know doing that and then actually have it you know come to life last night was was pretty great um so definitely looking forward to running more of this uh like i said we we're going to be putting this out this weekend as as well as five more issues here for the next five weeks beyond that we'll see what's next because the there is a marvel superhero tabletop game that was originally slated to come out the end of march uh it's coming out now mid-april and our plan was to jump into that Uh, but that's kind of why we did this so we'll see how that system works because this system is very very cool it's very open-ended and kind of has you work by describing your actions a little bit more. It's not as focused on necessarily the dice. It's much more on just describing what's happening. And you know, a lot of times, like, whatever you do, it's going to happen. It's just what are the repercussions of, of your actions. And um, so that's that's kind of the cool the cool side of it. So we'll see what that Marvel system looks like. Although, you know, just the, the idea of having... Marvel characters which you know you could easily transport any Marvel character you want into this Sentinel comic system which you know'll we'll, we'll see we may end up doing that uh, but the plan I think is to do something like that and, and continue this maybe have this be just start recording our Thursday night game nights and just dumping them out on the weekends and putting them them out so uh, be on the lookout for that now like I had mentioned later today we're gonna be going to see Uncharted so I'm really looking forward to checking that out I'll be talking about that Monday on the podcast. Um, in terms of, of some news I wanted to talk about today, um, we're getting reports that next year's um, Call of Duty has uh, supposedly uh, been delayed to the following year. So they're saying that, you know, 2023 will be the first year in nearly two decades that we will not be getting a Call of Duty. Now, this report originally jumped or came out of Bloomberg, uh, who had some sources uh, familiar with the, the um situation saying that uh the executives in charge of the franchise have made the decision early after a recent entry in the series failed to meet expectations leading them to believe the call of duty's current annual cadence of releases was too rapid now of course microsoft but you would assume by the end of 2023 will have full control of activision and you know I, i would assume it would kind of be them making that decision um But since then, and this is from IGN, actually, IGN had an update, Uh, they reached out to Activision kind of on that report, and here's what um, the folks at Activision had to say. They said, we have an exciting slate of premium and free-to-play Call of Duty experiences for this year, next year, and beyond. Reports of anything otherwise are incorrect. We look forward to sharing more details when the time is right. Let's kind of dig into that. I guess uh, IGN supposedly tried to follow up and say, okay, well, this is is a direct denial, and they haven't really heard anything back. Yeah. Now the way it's frayed is, you know, oh, we have a slate of premium and free-to-play experiences for this year, next year, and beyond. That could be premium this year. Next year, nothing premium and just free-to-play stuff. You know, basically just Warzone. You know, kinda of updating Warzone with skins and that. And then 2024 will be the the next premium. So could be some truth to that. And, you know, what I kinda of wanted to talk about is that I, I think it's a good thing for a studio to do this, especially with Call of Duty. Like, look. You want to get money hungry and you look at the cash cow that Call of Duty is, right? They could, they could just continue to put out a game every single year and Call of Duty players are still going to eat it up and love it. I mean, it's just like Destiny players. They put out an expansion. Destiny players love it. But look what's happened here with the Witch Queen. You know, would, would we have gotten what the Witch Queen is right now, uh, which is quite frankly, I mean, with my experience so far, I'm, I'm only like... Uh, the main campaign has, I think, 19 steps to it, which are essentially quests. You know, go on this mission, do this strike, do this. I think I may be on step seven. And from my experience and then seeing other people mentioning it, this might, it's possibly the best expansion they've ever done. And I, you know, part of that could, could be because they took the extra time to bake it. Now, would this have been the experience we would have gotten had this released in the fall? Probably, right? To some extent. Um, and, you know, Destiny has come out yearly, but they had that extra time, that extra time to kind of build. Who knows what systems happened kind of within that time frame, you know? Um, so I think taking that that time off is always a good thing. Look at even like a series like Assassin's Creed. When they take some time off and they don't put it out every year, which they did for a while, and sure, you had some de- decent games, but then you had those ones in there that were just cookie cutter, right? If you keep pushing these things out, it, it creates, you know, uh, gamer just you know getting getting bored with a thing because you're just doing the same thing over and over and it's when you're able to take that time and create new systems, create new mechanics, that's when you get a good game. Another great example is what we're seeing right now with from software and what they've been able to do with Elden Ring. Obviously the fan base for those games are super rabid and and just love it. But if you look at like the reception Dark Souls 3 got compared to Dark Souls 1 or 2, sure 3 still those players came in, they played it but it's not as well revered as one and two. And part of that was because one and two were just so new. So they took their time, took that, that system. And even though Elden Ring is not a Dark Souls game, it very much is Dark Souls, right? Kind of to, to its core in what's in there. And so they were able to take that open world concept and really the open world of some, a game like Breath of the Wild, it appears where you know, you're kind of coming across these kind of emergent things happening in the world and layer that on with the Dark Souls and Dark Souls uh, mechanics. And suddenly now they've created this um, just fantastic game now that everybody is just in love with. And so I think that's, in this case, Call of Duty, because it's become so cookie cutter, taking that extra year would be just perfect. You know, you have Warzone. That's going to be your constant money coming in. You know players play Battle Royales. That's that's what those games are for, right? Just that one map, you could play that over and over, but every time you play it, it's going to be a different experience. It's no different than like a MOBA. Right, like League of Legends. It's the same freaking map they've been playing for years. But because you're introducing new heroes, new little things within that world, it can completely change your experience every time. And with a game like Warzone, depending on the people that are in the game, are you running solos, duos, you know, four people, quads? Are you um, getting different weapons? Are they adding, you know, little uh, bounties and things like that within the game? Just, just doing those little things completely just spices up the experience so they can continue to do that next year and that could be that new experience for next year and then give us that next full-blown campaign for what it's worth call call of duty cold war did try to change up the campaign a little bit with kind of these little branching paths that they kind of gave you and, and kind of let you kind of decide certain things um it wasn't game changing or anything like that but it definitely was a different experience than what you kind of kind of been getting up to that point where you're kind of just getting that that michael bay experience right um So I think taking the year off, they could really kind of, you know, build it out some more. And especially when you look at like the shooter space right now, when you have, um, you know, Halo did kind of this open world that kind of is just awesome in that Halo sandbox in terms of the single player. And then it's multiplayer kind of gave us that kind of revamped Halo 3 multiplayer that everybody was kind of craving for. And yes, I mean, you know, a lot of people are getting a little tired of running the same maps and all that. And people, they, they hear you on that. But in terms of just the gameplay, that's a great place. The game where Call of Duty really, I think, would compete with is Battlefield. Battlefield's kind of on the ropes right now. They, they really released that game probably too soon. Um, you know, I got the game for Christmas, played the multiplayer a little bit. Part of it was because I was so caught up in Halo. It was like, if I want to play a multiplayer game, I'm going to play that. But even, even when I do dip into Battlefield, there's something about it that even though you're getting those crazy Battlefield moments, it's not anything new. Than you know, compared to what I've done in Battlefield before, and they didn't even launch with a campaign. So I think Call of Duty really has that that chance now to sit back, take your time, deliver a a premium single player Call of Duty story that will just blow people away. And um, you know, I think if anybody, Microsoft may be the ones that um, might be kind of pushing that. Even though again, they don't they don't own Activision now, but I could see them saying, you know, let's hold off. And you know, maybe the the Microsoft plan for the next year has kind of been laid out, and it's like. We don't need that to drop in uh, 2023. Let's hold off and kind of bring it back in 2024. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens uh, with that. But uh, all right, guys. Well, let's wrap it up there. Let me know your thoughts on that. Do you think it's a good idea if Call of Duty does take a, a year off? And um, you know, just, just what are your thoughts? Uh, also, again, be on the lookout later today or tomorrow. I will be de- dropping issue one of our sentinel comics rpg i want you guys to listen tell me how i did as a gm for my first time running in a long time you'll hear there's a couple little little slip ups and you know i kind of lose track of a couple things in there but um it was fun in the end that's what it's all about right as long as everybody's having fun and we're just kind of rolling with it and everybody's kind of agreeing to uh things that are happening it uh, just keeps the game rolling and creates creates this uh, awesome story so be sure to tune into that uh so all right on monday we'll be talking uncharted and until then everybody have a great weekend